0: night, I looked out through the window and saw it approaching from the deep, blind sky. Because it was so far away, it seemed very small at first. And because it was so big, it seemed to move slowly. But because it was so powerful, it came swiftly, noiselessly, irresistibly. It came unnoticed, uninvited.
1: power in the verse can stop me. What's going on guys? My name is El De Niro and welcome to episode 113 of the Midnight Hour because I felt like it would be really fitting to put an episode up on Friday the 13th, um, especially when it's episode 113 and it was weird because I don't have any guests here. Uh, this is just going to be me talking for as long as it says the episode is. Um, but I just felt like there had to be a midnight hour today with those, um, with, with the way that all of these things fell in line, episode 113 on Friday the 13th, um, it's really hard to say Friday the 13th, uh, with my weird mesh of, like, Irish accent slash whatever the hell, uh, my podcast voice is, um, so before I, I hit record here, I was sort of asking myself what I'm going to talk about, and I've written out a couple of bullet points that I will hopefully be able to tie together uh, to make a complete episode, but, um, I had a quick look at an old unlisted video on my YouTube channel from my Call of Duty days, the ill-fated Call of Duty real-life commentaries that I used to do, and, um, I have to say, um, I get people from time to time, people will message me or tweet me or whatever, saying like, uh, hey man, um, I'd like to, uh, watch some of your old Call of Duty videos, will you ever make them public? And, um, I fucking will never, (laughs) ever make them public. Um, you can probably still find them on YouTube by gaming the Twitter search, um, system or something like that, but, uh, Oh my God, it's, I, I have spoken about this before on the podcast. Um, th- there's this weird feeling of disassociation that I have with my old self. And it's like, it's like disassociation, but it's also disgust. Like I read my old tweets and um, I read old forum posts that I've made and I watch my old videos and I'm just like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, and I, I start to like scrutinize every single... Element of my character, and it's definitely not healthy. It's it's definitely like not a thing that I should be doing um, but this video was called uh, modern warfare 3 happiness, and it was um, Idiot me from six and a half years ago trying to detail the ins and outs of happiness uh, based on a conversation that I'd had with a friend on like a Thursday night or something and um, so it was me saying that like oh happiness is a, is just a, a moment of good fortune. It's not a thing that lasts continuously throughout your life and stuff like that. And um, I stand by all of that. And as far as I know, as far as I can remember in my own brain, that is the first time I had properly fleshed out that idea uh, to myself. And it's like the first time that I um, laid the foundations for that philosophy. Like that is my actual belief that there's nobody that's happy forever. You're either like content... you're satisfied um but happiness is something that's spared for um moments that are special um it's a momentary thing it's not there's no continued state of elation that people are going to um you know it's for like the days and weeks following an amazing concert or the time that you travel the world or whatever um I actually, I'll tell this story, I'll probably go on a lot of tangents in this, right, because it's just me and I have like I have to fill a lot of time in this episode and I hope that you guys um, like listening to it. That's actually, um, before I go into my tangent, I'm just going to take this other tangent. In that happiness video, I said, yeah, so that's the end of this, uh, I don't know why, I just felt like talking about this. Um, and that's the thing that I still do six and a half years later. I still fucking apologize for putting content on my own channels. It's so strange. Like, even when I'm finished this episode, I'm probably going to say something to the tune of, yeah, sorry, there's no guest. I just put this up. Like, it's really weird. It's like I'm fucking asking for permission to talk about things. And I shouldn't be like that. Like, it's my fucking podcast. <laughs> I should be able to say whatever I want. Um. So anyway, just uh, branching out of the happiness idea for a moment. I... Um, recently, went to see Brian Fallon in concert. I actually have the ticket on the wall. It was uh, the tenth of March, Saturday, the tenth of March, and um, it was Brian Fallon and support from Dave Haas, who is um, he used to be in a, a punk rock band, and then he became a kind of a this weird mesh of like folk music, punk music, and um, geez, I don't even know what else, but um, it's like. He is a man with a guitar now singing songs Um, and one of the overarching themes in all of his tracks is this kind of disillusionment with life and um, a difficulty in um, processing the vastness of of everything that happens in life and things like that and and Dave Haas is really cool like I've been a fan of his probably since 2011 when I saw him on the Revival tour um, I also saw Brian Fallon that night. And I've seen Brian Fallon, every gig he has ever played on Irish soil, I have been there. Um, so I went to see him in concert and it was great. And afterwards I met him and it's the first time I've ever met him. And um, I'm not really, it's, it's weird. Like I'm not like the kind of person who would care about meeting celebrities or things like that. Like it's, that's not really my jam. Um, but I swear, like um, I've, I've met Brian Fallon in my head multiple times. And I always, like, kind of imagined how that conversation would go. Because I've seen him in interviews and stuff. Like, I feel like I would actually probably be able to talk to him at length about a lot of things. Um, but, uh, so I met him and I just started, like, you know, rambling off a list of things that I, I wanted to tell him. Um, I didn't want to take up much of his time because he had, like, his, his uh, one of his babies was, like, at the gig. And they were all trying to get to Belfast on a bus. And, um... Anyway, I have a photo with him. It's on my Instagram, and for like, eh, like pretty much ever since then. Whenever I feel down, I look at that photo, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that happened! That was the best thing ever! That was such a rush! That was such a great night overall. Um, everything that could have that could have went right went right, and it was just fantastic." Um, so that's to me like that's that kind of emphasizes my idea of happiness. Is that's gonna fade away? Like I'm gonna look at that photo and not feel the same thing that I feel. Um, but I'll, I'll always be able to channel that sensation. But uh, you know, it's it's never gonna last forever. I, you, you eventually go back to being content and being worried about other things, and um, and that's how happiness works. And um, how is this relevant? Well, I have been thinking a lot about superstitions, and I kind of think that superstitions are a thing we've invented to try and cheat our way to happiness. Um, You know stuff like an apple a day keeps the doctor away, and then so you start eating apples and as a result of eating apples I assume you get a a thirst or a a hunger for other types of healthy foods And as a result of that you never have to go to a doctor because you're doing really well And you're eating healthily Um, And you attribute that to the fact that you eat a fucking apple every day You're like oh, I don't really go to a doctor because I eat an apple a day. I do that thing I I, I, I play that game And I'm very good at that game and it stops me from having to do that thing. It's like, no, you actually have done something really good. You're achieving something great. Like you're eating healthy, you're looking after yourself. Like these are great things and you shouldn't just attribute it to um, a superstition. And that's kind of broadly what I've been thinking a lot about. Um, And the idea of look, and and I'm really just talking about this because it's Friday the 13th. Um, So I suppose... I want to talk a little bit about some times in my life where I have been unlucky. Um, I saw, I was looking back over some old midnight hour um, episodes to to find out times where we talked about Friday the 13th and superstitions and stuff like that and we did an episode on um, June 20th which was a Friday and it was about superstition and I think the week before that was June 13th Um, but we didn't actually do the whole Friday the 13th thing uh, which was kind of annoying, so... Um, Anyway, uh, there was a comment on this video and this is, like, I know, right, this is four years ago I'm I'm responding to a comment from four years ago but the really surprising thing is that when I look at the old Midnight Hour episodes the people in the comments have really not changed Um, There are a lot of people who commented on the older videos that are still listening to this day um and that is just overwhelmingly um crazy to me it's bizarre um I don't know if there is any podcast that I have listened to for four years I don't even know if there's like a a channel or, or anything like that that I've been interested in for four years solid um like people ask me who my favorite youtuber is from time to time and I, I say a, kind of a different answer like um because at different times in my life it has been different people like I, uh, Chris Smoove um, has given me more hours of entertainment than like most things in the world um, and I always say like he you know he's in my top three probably favorite YouTubers of all time I haven't watched a Chris Smoove video in a good I don't know four years five years maybe um, but the dude is awesome like I, I uh, like I'm so glad that he's doing well and all that stuff I, I was like I was, I was subscribed to him when he had, like, 50k or something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, in a weird way, that's actually tied into what I'm talking about because I feel like that gives me some kind of significance, but it doesn't. That's just um, happenstance. Um, so, yeah, other YouTubers I like as well. There's a guy called Loaf, Losing All Hope Was Freedom, and um, he used to do prank videos, and then he started making fun of prank videos, and... He has this really interesting worldview that I don't think he is like fully comfortable with. Like he has this really strange um, relationship with himself. And it's just really, really interesting to watch his vlogs and his thought process and everything like that. And he has this new series called Chatting With, where he talks to different people of different, subcultures and and social groups and stuff like that like one of them that he has is with a person who believes in the flat earth um another one is a 9-11 truther and another one is just like an instagram famous model and another one is a person with loads of tattoos and stuff um but laugh is super cool i i I would love to live in a parallel universe where i have the social pull to get him on this podcast because i think he'd be a really interesting guest um but anyway uh i suppose um the most recent example in my life of me stumbling across some bad luck was um, I had this job interview at a company called Citibank um, who are I think they're in the top three um, largest investment banks in the world and um, you know before I started recording this um, I'll put the Citibank thing on hold for a moment I went to Um, a couple of astrology websites and I started looking at the horoscope traits for different people because I, I, this has to be like one of the greatest ongoing scams in the history of humanity and I was looking at, uh, so I'm a Scorpio, I was born on November the 6th and um, one of my traits that is apparent across several different websites is that apparently Scorpios are very very secretive um i'm just gonna try and find real quick um extreme highs and lows crazy observant um deep connections with people uh you know a lot of these things actually do apply to me and i feel like that's part of the scam is that they are deliberately built um so apparently scorpios find it extremely difficult to trust people and therefore are very secretive the scorpio will not let people easily know what's going on in their mind or life and um i was thinking about that for a moment and realized that like i have never really told you people anything about myself like you all know me really well you definitely know my um opinions on lots of things you know my likes and my dislikes and you know about which subjects in particular that I'm passionate about and stuff like that. You know a lot about my mind. You don't know a whole lot about my life. You don't know, like, how many siblings I have or, or um, like, you know, what kind of career path I've followed or anything like that. And um, that's strange to me somehow, but I have built it that way deliberately because I'm not that comfortable sharing those things. But at the same time, there are so many podcasters I listen to that I know like I know more things about their lives than I do about my own family members, and it's just really, really strange. Um, so I work in uh corporate finance, I suppose. Um that would be the best way to put it. I, I don't at the moment I have a really weird job that um I'm not really gonna talk a whole lot about, uh, but there will come a point in the coming weeks where um I will probably do an entire episode dedicated to um, what is happening to me right now uh, in my current place of employment. So um, a while ago I was interviewing for, I think I've told this story on the podcast, but I was interviewing for Citibank and um, it was going really well. Like um, I'm sure people could probably guess that I'm good at interviews because I do a podcast, so I'm generally quite good, this episode notwithstanding. At keeping my um, keeping my ideas concise and uh, talking about things in a very matter of fact way, um, so this was like forty minutes into the into the interview, and there were two women, and they were both holding up my CV, and they both asked me to talk through my CV. So I was going the whole way through it from start to finish. I know my CV very well. It's it's a, a really um, important thing when you're in a job interview, and. Um, at the very end, they were like, okay, and uh, do you have any questions for us? And I was like, yeah, do you have any concerns or reservations in my in my profile, anything that might prohibit me from getting the job or, or anything that's making you second guess me as a candidate, like that kind of thing. And they were like, oh, no, um, I was just wondering, it says here that you speak uh, five languages. What languages are they? And I was like, for fuck's sake everyone lies on their cv but like i have never lied this much on my cv and i was like what uh, what the fuck is going on with the what cv do you have in front of you and they were like oh you are not jason and i was like no i'm not fucking jason and i've been sitting here for the last 40 fucking minutes talking through my cv and not once did you think that this doesn't match up and you didn't think to say it and that's stupid um and so I, um, I didn't get the job, and they offered me the job anyway two weeks later, and I said no because I figured if they got that wrong, they've probably got a whole like range of other things wrong, and I just couldn't be bothered, and I was I had a really sour taste in my mouth over the whole thing. Um, I can be very bitter and very stubborn at times, um, so um, I put that down to bad luck. I was like. Yeah, man, um, I'm really good at interviews. The only time I've ever interviewed and not gotten the job was just really bad luck. And it wasn't bad luck. It was that I got fucked over by it. It it was that the fucking company that I was going to work for were so negligent and careless that I didn't get the job, like, literally because of that. And uh, like, like, luck played no part in it whatsoever. Like, it, it's nothing to do with that. It, it's pretty much down to the fact that um, these people were just so incompetent that I didn't get it. And like, I shouldn't blame luck on that. I should be a lot more um, like kind to myself and stuff. Like, it, it's really weird how people say that something was lucky, right? Um, Celtic beat Barcelona two one on November seventh, two thousand and twelve. Um, And if you look at the match stats, Celtic had like two shots and like 4% possession and Barca had like 5 million shots, um, 96% possession, like just everything in Barcelona's favor. And people say, well, Celtic were lucky. And it's like they weren't. Like they did the exact thing that they planned on doing. Like at no point did they walk out onto that football pitch and think we're going to lose here and the only thing that could get us to win this game is luck. When in actual fact they had a game plan, they executed it and because of that calculation the game was won. Like that's how it works. It's really weird. Like um, I, I've always thought my, my 13 Reasons Why series, which like fucking broke my YouTube channel in a really good way. Um, my audience is now like 70% female. <laughs> and it's really strange. Like I, I just, my YouTube channel is so weird. It's It's gone beyond the point of repair at this stage. Um, but that video has like 350,000 views, right? And you can look at that and say, it's really lucky that that happened like it snagged something on the algorithm Uh, a lot of people think it's the actual episode and they click it and then they leave it Um, a lot of people have actually subscribed to my channel as a result of it my channel is growing as a result of it very slowly albeit Um, but you can look at that and say it's lucky but it's like I didn't upload that video and think man no one's gonna watch this (laughs) I didn't upload that video and think um i have up i have done this in in a way so specific that it will not get or achieve the number of views that i hope that it does achieve and it's just like you know it's not actually lucky i put that video up hoping uh, and and expecting i suppose that people would click on the fucking video when they saw it and then that's what happened like it's just um it's really weird to call that look I, i think there's a lot of things like that idea um, the horoscopes and you know seeing a black cat and walking under a ladder and all of that like these ideas don't um they don't hold up to scrutiny but people still adhere to them like so strongly and i'm sure there are lots of things that i am uh, superstitious about i definitely used to be incredibly superstitious before i started um bit by bit working that out of my worldview. um i'll talk a little bit about that as well seeing as i i don't really know where this is going uh so when I was like very, I was raised in a, well, I went to school in a Catholic school, and um, I'm like, so I'm 27. I was born in the in the, I guess the countryside. I wasn't really born in the countryside, but Ireland is really weird. It's like you're either from Dublin or else you're from the country, and it's that's pretty much how it works. Um, but I, I I I do come from a very small town, and. Um, I was this town had the the parish had like a just the Catholic Church had like a very strong influence on this town and everything in it um there's a I guess and I I guess I don't know if are classes and I think I read somewhere that um they're now classes and ethnic group or or something like that but um there is a population of um traveling uh, travelers the traveling community in Ireland Um, I I suppose in the UK the closest parallel would be like gypsies and stuff like that like my gypsy wedding you know the person the people who are being depicted in that series in Ireland they're called travelers because traditionally they traveled around Um, they made things out of tin uh, so they also have the the term tinker applied to them which is kind of a derogatory term at this point um, so like when I was younger I, I never fucking understood any of that and um, I used to hang around with two travelers because they lived fairly near to my estate and they went to my class and, and I, I didn't see them as anything other than human beings like the same as me and the fucking parish priest once visited my mum's house and told her that I was hanging around with travelers and that that was bad and that I shouldn't be doing that And, um, like, this is just, this is how pervasive the Catholic church was in this community. Like, it's very, very, very strange to think about now. Like, Ireland has come a long way. And I think a lot of my Irish listeners, like, that will seem, that will make me seem about 20 years older than I actually am. Because that is straight out of the, like, the 60s, like, that kind of way of thinking. Um, and for anyone wondering, my mum did not give a shit about this man's opinion and did not tell me to do anything based on the church and I think a lot of my anti-authority sentiment um, comes from my mum. Uh, she definitely instilled like a fairness and um, a, a way of looking at the world where um, I, I don't see um, someone as a traveler, or someone as black, or someone as gay, you know what I mean, like, um, my mom was very good at, like, um, taking all of that out of me, and, like, I used, when I was in my teens, um, I was fairly, uh, edgy, would be the word now, and, uh, I'm so glad that the internet wasn't as big then as it is now, like, in, in terms of what a crowd can do when they see your posts, how that can ruin your life, but anyway, um, you know, I had my communion, I had all of these things, and in school, pretty much every day during religion class, they used to tell you all of these things and all the ways that you're supposed to be. And um, it, like, it definitely didn't feel like I was being uh, brainwashed or anything like that. But um, as a result of this, I developed a huge fear of the devil and evil. And um, it was very, very hard for me to... Um, what's the word? to reconcile that with my love of metallica and acdc and all these bands that are you know the enemy um but i i was like genuinely terrified of the devil and i i used to ask questions about the devil in class like what is the devil uh how, how would the devil represent himself in this way obviously i didn't ask in those words but i used to always ask about him and um, the devil is like the greatest villain of all time because he can be literally anything all of your negative thoughts like all of that stuff that's the devil the devil is inside you he's making you think this um, if you think that you know homosexuality deserves some kind of sympathy that's the devil telling you that it's, it's really like it, it's it's actually incredible um, how far reaching um, the, the roots of this can become, and anyway, everything that I did, all of my superstitions were based on avoiding the devil. Um, I used to avoid the cracks in the pavement, which is quite common, I, and I think that must be pathological. Um, that must be something that's embedded in humans in some way because I can almost remember the very day that I started doing that and I started telling myself, I'm going to avoid the cracks in the pavement from now on. Um, or the lines, just the lines that uh, appear between each slab of concrete, stuff like that. And I used to tell myself, if I don't do this, the devil is going to kill my family. Um, and then uh, when I got to the age of being able to walk upstairs two steps at a time, that's what I started doing. And I would tell myself, if I didn't do that, the devil is going to get me all of these things. Um, and before I went to bed, I used to have this thing where it's like, I have to turn the light off. While I still have my socks on, and only after I get into bed can I take my socks off, um, and that was kind of born out of the idea that if you put your foot down, um, if you if you step down from your bed, that an arm is going to reach out from under. I think I saw that in the TV show Goosebumps, um, but I basically, um, I basically had a ritual comprising all of these different fears of the devil. <laughs> at all of my superstitions that I had to try and combat it and it's really weird because it's like you start telling yourself that if you become disciplined in all of these ways, that the devil will leave you alone. Like you you do all of these random, completely random uh, things. Uh, They're basically rituals and that'll stop the devil from coming after you. Like, I don't know, it's so fucking weird. And I have a really, really hard time piecing myself with that person like I can't believe that I ever thought that and this this would have lasted like well into I'd say the age of 11 and 12 like I'd say it was only when I went to secondary school and uh, my life became infinitely more complicated and I had so many other problems to start navigating that I was able to leave behind these weird superstitions that I had and um It's very strange. I feel like superstition is kind of an inherently immature thing because it doesn't stand up to scrutiny and if you critically evaluate it, there's no real way that you can actually explain it to anybody else. Like the black cat thing, it just makes no sense that seeing a black cat crossing you gives you bad luck unless you believe some strange things about the world itself and about the nature of your consciousness and things like that. Like another thing that people do is... um, say something like um, I swear on my mother's life I did this thing and uh, it's 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 really strange to me that people think that that's anything other than an empty statement because like that doesn't mean any that's just words and people say you know um, tempting fate this idea of tempting fate like oh, what are you tempting what kind of fate revolves specifically around you and like does everyone have like a planned out fate in that sense and if you mention something does that mean that it changes it somehow um i don't know it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense Uh, another thing that i wanted to say was on the 28th of august 2016 um the irish lotto for the plus one draw which is like the a bonus subset of the national lottery over here is for five hundred thousand euro, and the numbers that came up were. Uh, sorry, this is actually the Daily Million, and it was the subset. There's a, a a daily Irish draw twice a day for one million euros, and then there's a, a secondary one inside of that for five hundred thousand euros, and on Thurs the Thursday night, for the 28th of August 2016 uh or sorry it was probably the 27th i sent this message on the 28th i have a screenshot of this this isn't a thing that i've clung on to and you know stood by but so the numbers were 11 no sorry 4 11 26 31 35 and 36 and my numbers were 4 11 25 instead of 26 32 instead of 31 35 which is right And 37 instead of 36. And in my head and in my infinite wisdom, that meant to me that I was very, very, very close to winning the lotto that night. And all I had to do was keep trying a little bit more and then I was actually definitely gonna win it. Um, And it's bizarre, like I'm looking at the message now and like, so I had 25 instead of 26, right? That's so close, that's one number. But it might as well have been 42, like, it is equally as likely to have been 42, or 13, or any other fucking number. But, like, the idiot brain looks at that and thinks, like, holy shit, I'm getting really close. My system that I have for winning the lotto is getting me very, very close to that money. Um, And this is just so ridiculous. Like, there's just no possible way that this can hold up to scrutiny. And it's, like, because I want it to be true... I'm doing it. And like it's, it's got nothing to do with me being concerned over whether or not it is true that I'm close to winning the lotto. It's so fucking stupid. Um, yeah, that's a uh, the idea of winning the lotto, I think is probably the ultimate test of a person's belief in look and things like that. I haven't bought a lottery ticket in a long long time. I'd say it's probably been a year or maybe a little bit less than a year um but prior to that i was basically buying lotto tickets like every single day or every second day and it's fucking crazy because the odds of of winning it are like so just impossible um but you keep telling yourself like it has to be someone it has to be someone it might as well be me and uh you have this system of looking at numbers and everything and and, like it's crazy like I, i i can't even do long division in my head and i'm trying to fucking crack some kind of code in the national lottery that like as if no one else has ever done that before it's so fucking weird um so i thought i would take a look at some historically unlucky people and maybe just examine the role of luck in their you know not demise but in their misfortune um, the role of luck in their misfortune is a very stupid statement because fortune and luck are synonyms but there is a man named Sutomu Yamaguchi who on the 6th of August 1945 arrived in Hiroshima and as soon as he got off the train he saw this um, intense burning light and he got like blasted away. As, uh, as this thing exploded, um, we all know what it was obviously and 140,000 people in Hiroshima died instantly and this guy Yamaguchi was um, within two miles of the blast radius of the, 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 uh, the atom bomb. And he, he had, like, um, I think almost deafness and uh, really bad burns all over his body. He spent the night in an air raid shelter. And, like, everyone around him was dying and screaming. And, and this must have been, like, incredibly traumatizing. To the point that I think nobody else alive um, outside of this event will have experienced anything like... Let alone uh, what this guy went through after... Um, So the very next day, this guy was like, fuck this, I'm going back to Nagasaki. Um, So he did that, he got the train, 180 miles trip back to Nagasaki. And uh, as soon as he gets within two miles of the city center, the exact same thing happened in Nagasaki. And this time it was a 25 kiloton plutonium bomb dropped by the Americans um it exploded above nagasaki and uh it, it, it the same thing happened to this guy he got lifted he he got uh, total deafness he had to have um wounds uh, bandaged on his skin for 12 years which is an incredibly long time to have bandages on your skin um this guy's wife was poisoned from um the radioactive fallout and uh, she died of cancer as a result of that and um their son who i think also was exposed to the radiation i think that he died uh, he died quite young and i think that that was from radiation as well and then uh, yamaguchi himself died of cancer as well and uh, he died um an anti-nuclear weapons campaigner and apparently it says here on this beautiful article that uh, he never expressed any anti-americanism so that's quite interesting um but like Jesus Christ talk about a a bad day this guy like literally the two places that were hit by the bomb uh this guy goes to both of them uh just in time to be hit by the two bombs like that is insane um you know the odds were just not in this guy's favor and uh It's crazy that he lived as long as he did despite being exposed to so much radiation and and radioactive activity and stuff like that. Um, What's the difference between radiation and radioactivity? That's that's a good question. The next one worth taking a look at is a lady by the name of Melanie Martinez, which is actually the same name as the singer who sings that song Soap, which I used on the end of uh, one of these episodes. I really like that song. It's from the movie Nerve, um, which is another... Uh, I, I did a movie review of Nerve with Santiago and bizarrely it has like 25,000 views and I've, I have no idea why Nerve and 13 Reasons Why are the, you know, two things on my channel that have taken off like crazy in the last few months. Um, but anyway, this woman, Melanie Martinez, not the singer, um, she, in 1965, uh, 1985, 1998 and 2005, she lost four different homes to four different hurricanes, um, because she lived in uh, Louisiana. So she was hit by Hurricane Betsy in 65, Hurricane Juan in 85, George in 98, and Katrina in 2005. Um, So all of these hurricanes nowadays have female names, it seems. Um, So in following uh, Hurricane Katrina, a reality TV show uh, selected her to give her like a, I don't know, was it Extreme Makeover Home Edition, um, and it's really weird if it is, because I was make I made a joke about that to, uh, to Jack the other night when we were playing Fortnite, and uh, there was like some people destroying all the houses, and I was like, oh, Extreme Makeover Home Edition, and now I've seen that, so that's called um, frequency illusion, when you see a thing, and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere. Um, and it's that's another thing it's another kind of cognitive bias along with look that makes you see the world in a completely different way but if you examine it um you know you 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 kind of have to ask yourself like what am i implying here um but this lady melanie martinez um she got selected for this reality tv show and twenty thousand dollars later she had a brand new like a brand new house Uh, Brand new everything, all new appliances, cupboards, uh, a 50-inch smart TV. Um, And then on Wednesday, the 29th of August, on the 7th anniversary of Katrina, a Category 1 hurricane called Isaac howled in from the Gulf and hit her again. This is a direct quote from this list uh, that I'm reading. Um, And then it says, Martinez and her family were rescued by boat along with her five kittens and three dogs. Everything else was lost. And she said that she has now lost five houses to five storms. And the fucking article here ends her entry with... Melanie, please go find a hill to live on. <laughs> Jeez, that's a, that's a good twist on the old finding a hill to die on thing. Um, yeah, honestly, if I were her, though, I would really just move house. I, I, again, that's not really unlucky. That is a direct result of living in the floodplain and... You know, living in the path of these uh, oncoming uh, storms and and hurricanes and things like that. So um, the the Japanese guy Yamaguchi, like that seems to be like that's one of the ones that I would class as unlucky. Like out of all the fucking places he could have been going, the two two train stations he ended up departing from were um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki within a day of each other, and that's just insane. And it's 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 really weird. Um, so the A bomb would have been dropped like seventy three years ago. Um, I guess that is a, a long time. But it's just it's really weird that that's a thing that happened. Like, can you fucking imagine? Um, like Japan was obviously um, a, a a brewing empire at the time. Um, it wasn't a war torn region that was being built up by. Um, ideological terrorists or anything like that. Like, you know, the people destroyed by the atom bomb were civilians. Can you imagine something like that happening now? Like, even, like, say, I don't know. I don't know how many people live in Afghanistan or whatever, but I know that it's the kind of region people look at and think, well, that place is being destroyed by war. No one lives there anymore. Even if they dropped a fucking nuclear bomb there, or an atomic bomb there, that would be like just unthinkable an absolutely insane and unthinkable and cruel thing to do um and they dropped one on japan where like there was a full like thriving society it's i don't know that that's just crazy that that actually happened um so i guess i can go through another one of these like some of the people on this list right it says world's hairiest man like i don't think that he Would he even class himself as, like, unlucky? That's really weird. There's, like, some kind of... Oh, this is a really good story here. Um, I'm going to read this out word for word because um, I, I can't be bothered to paraphrase it. So, picture this. It's deep winter in the far north. I don't know what, like fucking canada you know alaska what harry jenkins and his two buddies go ice fishing one day at the 10 mile lake in Akeley, minnesota all right so it's in minnesota the lake is completely iced over in an attempt to quickly create a large hole for fishing mr jenkins first lights then tosses a stick of illegally obtained dynamite across the ice right so i'm just going to conclude none of this is unlucky this is just fucking idiotic imagine there being a time where you're like uh oh yeah okay um we need to make a hole for fishing i'll just light some dynamite what's even the like modern day equivalent of that yeah we're going fishing yeah let's see we got the rods we got the poles We got the worms got the c4 all right yeah we're good to go um to his horror his pet dog uh, jerry a labrador retriever oh my god this guy is such a fucking idiot races across the ice in an attempt to retrieve the dynamite, thinking that his master is throwing a stick for him. The dog picks up the dynamite, then starts to run back towards them with a wagging tail. The tree men realize that they're in worse danger than they thought, so they begin to run for their lives in the opposite direction with the dog chasing them. The men narrowly escape death, but the explosion not only blows up the dog, it also cracks the ice near the truck, which then sinks through the surface and plunges to the bottom of the lake. In addition to losing his dog, Mr. Jenkins became a double loser when the insurance company refused to pay on his claim for the sunken truck. Dude, this guy was an absolute moron. Like, uh, I, I don't know what year it was that this actually happened, but um, for the love of God, in front of a, a, a Labrador retriever, you throw uh, an item that is shaped oddly like a stick, and expect the dog to not run after it i mean just the idea of bringing dynamite to fucking bore a hole in some ice is just idiotic anyway um but doing that with a dog in in plain sight like jesus christ um and the only tragedy here is that the dog died I, like i don't give a shit about the guy's truck or anything like that but um that's really crazy and again you can't just say like oh this guy was really unlucky this guy was a fucking idiot his perceived look is in direct proportion to his terrible decision um, and, and that's just, uh, I don't know, um, I, I, I think um, in summary here, <laughs> to, uh, to close out, the way that people view look is, uh, is somehow flawed, I think we need to start giving ourselves more credit where necessary and maybe look upon uh, improving our lives and using the idea of look as the framework to do that, I'm not so sure. Um, one of the, In my Affirmated Happiness video from 2012, one of the things that I said, was it? it's incredibly strange to me that humans are not actually motivated by happiness, uh, or at least if they are, they don't act in accordance with that, because we know all of the things that we need to do to make ourselves happy. Um, there are so many things that I do that are uh, just demonstrably bad um, things for me. Um, for example, like I don't exercise a whole lot. Um, I, I was doing it for a while and I'm now back in a stage where I'm making excuses for myself and like that's all they are like my cousin's a personal trainer and my best friend is a personal trainer there's really no excuse for me to not be like you know doing some exercise and, and keeping uh, fit and stuff like that um and the other thing is like eating healthy uh which there's a huge overlap between healthy eating and having a a healthy peace of mind um a good diet and exercise is very good for your mental health especially when you build some kind of routine around those things it's it's, uh it's proven to be you know really good for the brain um which makes sense like you wouldn't put bad petrol in your car and, and stuff like that um it's 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 weird how many things we treat better than ourselves and i think we cheat ourselves out of a lot of uh positive outcomes by having this self-fulfilling prophecy built around luck and superstition and it's really hard to to beat that out of you um one of the things that i was thinking about and i don't really know how to put this into words but i have a very bleak outlook um on myself and one of the um this is something that I've been sort of working on for a while, but I have this notion um, in my head, a deeply rooted notion, that things don't work out for me. Uh, things work out for everyone else, but they don't work out for me. Uh, so, exam- For example, I, I started a wrestling podcast and I looked up everything about how to successfully launch a podcast because um, The Midnight Hour itself is not really an organic podcast nor is it a successful one but it, it's it's something that branched out of um, a guy with a uh, um, succeeding YouTube channel making a podcast alongside that and getting a percentage of the viewers to, to tune in and stuff like that. Um, but the wrestling podcast i was like determined to make that uh, sort of an overnight success and I, I um i read up everything about how to do that um it didn't end up working out for a couple of reasons i mean i still really love that podcast i'm still doing it um what i mean by it didn't end up working out was that it didn't get to the new and noteworthy section of itunes and you kind of have to get there to um to boom early on as a podcast but there's still hope for any podcast after however many years that it will still get a boom and that people will still come back to it and stuff like that so i'm not like um i'm not saying that wwp is a failure because i actually really fucking enjoy that podcast and uh hopefully you guys do too link in the description check it out but um um i had a plan to Uh, um, put money into advertising that and and it was um, a a pretty well uh, thought out plan but I didn't get to actually orchestrate it because um, I I came into some money problems because of another thing that just never works out for me (laughs) and these things keep on building on top of each other and, and I have this idea in my head that one day I will win the lottery and it will be the exact same day that civilization collapses like the day that all the stuff in Syria comes to a head and North Korea strikes on the South and Russia go to full-blown war with everyone in Europe to try and conquer it before America tell them not to all these things are going to happen on the very day that I win the lotto so the money that I have will be completely inconsequential and there'll be no way that it'll actually improve my life and like it's really fucking stupid because if you think bad things are going to happen bad things are going to happen um because having that thought embedded into your head and having that influence the way that you go on in your daily life means that you're going to behave in certain ways that are completely counterintuitive to um you know how a positive thinking person would would act in those situations and stuff like that um but then also i have like i i I kind of doubt how much agency people have over their own thoughts um, and I'm hugely skeptical of the idea of free will and stuff like that so um, there's a whole another thing in there um, I hope I've made sense in this episode uh, I think a good way to close it would be to have a look at the traits of a Scorpio and apply them to myself and see if they make any sense whatsoever I, I'd, I'd really fucking love it if you guys did that as well um, I, I'd really like to see some like, maybe something on the subreddit or something from people who uh, are different star signs and apply these things to themselves and see what they think. Because um, I'd, I'd love to do an episode about personality types and personality traits and things like that. Um, I have listened to an awful lot of uh, Jordan Peterson. And to be honest with you, I don't really understand a fucking word of what he says half the time. But he seems to have this... Um, Archetypal uh, thing, you know the Carl Jung um, archetypes uh, psychology that he talks about all the time, and um, it just makes me wonder about personality types and stuff like that. So it's something that I'd like to to talk about. Uh, maybe Dr. John would be the perfect person for that. So anyway. Here's some Scorpio traits. These are the positive traits. Focused. One of the major strengths they have is their ability to focus. If a Scorpio born has decided on something, it's almost impossible to divert them from their path. Um, No. Uh, I don't believe that to be true. I'll tell you this. If I've decided on something and I'm thinking that way, it's very fucking hard for anybody to change my mind about it. But um, if I'm focused on something, will someone... Ah, uh, I'm sure... I'm sure everybody has this exact trait uh, tailored towards different things. Um, and in some ways, people are like that. In some ways, they aren't. Uh, brave. The Scorpio born will never lose their sleep over disruptive times and failures. <laughs> the Scorpio will take it head on regardless of how difficult the situation may seem. Um, in the year 2015, I spilled... Uh, uh, coke from my tray in mcdonald's i was walking with my tray and the coke fell off it and onto the ground and everyone looked at me and i think i have lost sleep every single night since that has happened by reliving that and traumatizing myself with that horrible horrible memory um so i don't feel brave as a result of that Balanced, the the Scorpio-born are jovial and passionate, but not immature and careless. They are quite mature and balanced, and you will prefer to remain in the company of a Scorpio, as they are interesting personalities. Well, I'm not going to dispute that, I am very interesting. Faithful, the Scorpio-born are trustworthy and faithful. It is great to have a faithful Scorpio around. He will always stand by you if he has promised he would. Why is it he? Is there no fucking female Scorpios in the world? That's a lot of bollocks. Um... I would say I am fairly trustworthy, yeah. Um, Ambitious. Power, position, and money are the key motivators for a Scorpio. They are an ambitious lot. They will aim for the stars and will ensure that they reach there. (laughs) Fellas, have you checked out my YouTube channel? Intuitive. The Scorpio born are led by their instincts and they they take the right decisions at an opportune time. They are so intuitive they can easily read the mind of other people further you may buy your astrology profile okay no um, like I, I am very good with people I'm very good at finding out what people want and then behaving in a way that makes them happy and stuff like that um, I like I but I don't think that the stars aligning have led that to be the case I think um, uh, there's some other kind of skill that I have there that I haven't really fully examined uh, here's the negative traits folks Um. Jealous. The Scorpio tend to be extremely possessive and jealous, and the jealousy more often than not disturbs their relationships and affects their peace of mind. Uh, That's not really been my uh, reality at all. Secretive, I already said. Resentful. They are very sensitive and can get hurt easily by negative treatment and comments, so they will try to get even with those who dare to insult or harm them. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm certainly not going to deny that. Um, Even when I'm playing, like, a video game, Age of Empires, Fortnite, Rocket League, whatever. If someone wrongs me, if someone even implies that I have displayed incompetence on a minor level, I will fuck that person's life up until they apologise to me. Um, And then the final one, manipulative. Uh, Manipulative and domineering as they are, Scorpio-born have a knack of getting things done their way. Further, Further, to learn more about your strengths and weaknesses, ah, fuck you, um... I certainly don't feel like a very manipulative person to be honest. I feel like if I were manipulative, I would know that about myself because manipulation is is a conscious act. You don't accidentally manipulate people. Um so I don't know. Um maybe I am manipulative and I've got you all to listen the whole way through to this, you know, uh kind of dull and unexciting podcast by using the powers of my manipulation. So um I guess I guess we'll fucking leave it there. Um I have pretty much no memory of any of the things that I talked about in this. Um I was going to talk about some stuff about my life. I might leave that till next week. Um I kind of I've had like a lot of like funny stories and um just strange things happen in my life and I think that would make a really good podcast i'd maybe like to have a, a second person on though because um a lot of the a lot of the things you say kind of depend on the reaction of the audience sometimes and that can make a, a big difference but um yeah i don't know um let me know what you guys thought of this i really just wanted to get something up for today because uh, of the significance of it and um i did one episode of the midnight hour with uh With no guests, no co-hosts before, and I I like to keep that going so that I can rely on myself a little bit more um, to actually get the podcast up. Because um, since Jack left, there is nobody who will put as much effort into um, doing this as I will. Um, and when I used to have Jack who would do as much as I would do like it made things an awful lot easier but when it's just one person doing the same amount of effort every time like that's, that's really difficult so um, yeah I guess uh, I guess we'll leave it there anyway I hope that you enjoyed and uh, happy Friday the 13th see you guys next week cover fields flowing and
0: tears and the hearts once new all Shattered now love can kill, love will die. Give me wings to fly, fleeing this world.